2: Somebody needs to be into you for it to be gratifying. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three, four. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami.
3: Well,
4: it's an important game for us for sure. Um, being able to go on
5: the road and beat a good team is, is, is important for us, but, you know. But for us to do that, it's not about that. It's you know we got to control the clock. We got to. Not turn the ball over. We got to be efficient with, with all the different things. You know, there's a lot that goes into it that we, what we have to do in order to uh, beat a team like this.
6: Another big game this week. I Feel like I keep saying that, but uh, on the road against a really good football team. They're highly ranked on all sides of the football. Great players at all levels of their defense and obviously on their offense and uh, really good coaches. So big challenge for us. Exciting challenge. You know, today we just got to start stacking up the preparation and, and have a great day of, of meetings and practice and review and memorizations so when we go home tonight. Tonight, we feel like we can put that part of the plan aside and get ready for tomorrow
2: so here's my question to you gentlemen Mackie yes. and judd with rami hi score phil with North, North hello phil Mackie. hello judd hello rami hello jonathan hi judd hey
5: jonathan
7: rami good to see you again hey, nice. jonathan i just saw you so, do so this i don't need to say, at the say start hi of every show
5: uh-huh. i think it's well. a, you know what Thanks. everybody has to
2: say common, hi to everyone what hello. is wrong
7: with common courtesies nothing huh? at all it's
2: 2019 pleasantries mm, nothing at all good pleasantries so uh um, can i just say good day to everyone sure okay make it easier good day Good day, mate. Good day. So uh, this is a primetime game. This is a road game. Yes. And it's a game against a winning team. Yes. So as much as you can put the blinders on if you're a Vikings fan and you can say, hey, all right, dust yourself off after that Kansas City game. Go in, beat a Dallas team, get right back on track and start plowing your way toward a playoff run. What in recent Vikings and Kirk Cousins history leads you to believe that when faced with a primetime game on the road against a winning team, the Vikings are going to win. Can I answer, uh, not your question,
5: but sort of answer your question? I'm not going to go on Vikings' recent history, but Cowboys' recent history, they are as inconsistent and herky jerky and up and down and as much of a roller coaster of a football team as the Vikings are. They are very Vikings like in that you look at that roster and you go, hey, eh, they got talent there they got talent there they got talent there that's a good unit and for some reason they're only five and three right now you know what i mean yes cut that jonathan
2: i saw jonathan what? <laughs> <laughs> he
7: was jotting down
5: notes what a perv you're a 12 year old <laughs> i am too you're so just i appreciate it. this out now i appreciate that i appreciate that about jonathan we are very much the same in that way but the bad Cowboys could very well show up for this one. They are a Jekyll and Hyde team, and I found out today on Score North Live, weekdays noon to two on Score North, that uh, it was Hyde who was the bad one. Doctor Jekyll was the good one. They are a Jekyll and Hyde football team, though, much like the Minnesota Vikings are. So if the bad if the bad Cowboys show up, Vikings have a very good chance to win this game. <laughs>
7: All right, but I don't care about that because I want the Vikings to come out and play an extremely good game. In fact, I want the good Cowboys to show up because I want the Vikings to be tested as much as possible to answer Phil's question. And my answer right now is I have no faith. This team, the more I go through the six wins, Phil, I've decided, shame on me, I've tortured that Detroit win into being a good win. I keep saying things like, well, Detroit's better than they used to be, and they're really not that good. They're fine. Uh, Matthew Stafford's tough. It's on the road, but they gave up, what, 30 points in that game? The Philadelphia win. Man, that was... uh Okay, let's get past that. Let's see this team, when it's going against a good team that's playing really well, win a really tough road game because you should be able to at some point do that. So I hope Dallas comes out and plays a great game. And I hope the Vikings are tested and that they can match it. But until I see that, my feeling about the 2019 Vikings right now against good teams... My faith, very small.
5: Yeah, this is I wanna, uh, the sample size is small, though, isn't it? Because of the way that the NFL is this year, it is. Except you were given
7: opportunities in Green Bay and Kansas City to win two games there, and mm-hmm. and I, and I'm giving you Chicago. I'm saying Chicago is a stinker. You just lost it. You played a poor game. It's a bad loss. Bad too, week. Too bad. Yep. Bad week. But two of those three games, if you're a really good team, I want to see you win.
2: Yeah. Um, I think I think I think Judge right. I think it depends on what your end goal here is. And obviously, if you have a quarterback in his prime, make it a bunch of money with one year left in his contract, and you got a bunch of defensive players in the middle of their prime, and you got Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen when he comes back healthy, and I mean this is a this is a Super Bowl setup. And how many chances like the one against Kansas City last week, and the two at the beginning of the year, Green Bay and Chicago, and you got Dallas this week. I mean. how there's about six or seven of these on your schedule. These little tests that you should look to pass. Now, is it a prerequisite? Did, did the 2007 New York Giants fail almost all of these tests before they went on a Super Bowl run? Yes, but that's not, that is the outlier. If you don't pass these tests in the regular season, you have no business making a run in the postseason. So, um, where I, you know, Judd has been saying here today, they have to win their next three games for them to be on that Super Bowl level. I would say, I wouldn't go that far, but I would say, how many of these tests are you going to not pass and still expect to accomplish your goal of making a deep playoff run and, and being a Super Bowl contender? And Dallas is the next one. When are you, you going to finally, people, like, what's the Kirk Cousins narrative? It's not a narrative. It's not a narrative. It's a thing. It is a thing. It's a thing.
7: Yes. It's a true story. And
2: don't end the narrative. End the reality this weekend against Dallas is what I'm saying. It's a true story. But if they That's win, right if now. they win because of the nature
5: of the Cowboys that I just laid out, are we just going to say, oh, well, the bad Cowboys showed up and go back to what Judd is saying that we haven't seen this team. I think we, yet? Ju- uh, well,
2: no, it's a good win. If you win this game, it's a good win.
7: This is why I want three consecutive wins here and one Denver. If you lose that game, God help you, but I want to win at Dallas and, and then the bye week and you come back on Monday night and play Seattle in a game where Kirk traditionally. Uh, goes down to defeat because I believe during the course of his career, if I'm not mistaken, he is winless in, in Monday night games. And so what I want here is I want a three-game span in which I can say you can sink your teeth into the fact that this team is still a legitimate Super Bowl contender. That that the window that opened to this team in 2017 uh, with Case a quarterback, but that team was 13-3, and and then in March of 2018, you went out and signed a big-time quarterback because – that wasn't going to be the be-all, end-all, but it was going to be very important. If you, to me, if you lose two of these games or you lose one and let's say you just get by Dallas, if I'm the Vikings, I internally I start to say, all right, as far as I'm concerned, this does not mean, by the way, that you can't make the playoffs. To be very clear, this is a league in which you can make the playoffs. But as far as the window being open to ser- to take yourself as a serious Super Bowl contender, 2019, to me, that's done. And more importantly, 2020, it's done because you've got to make decisions going forward. If you are not going to be a nice pop-up team, but get back to a place where you where you put yourself in a position to be a Super Bowl. Controller. So
5: if you're calling the shots, these next three games huge are me. where you make your decision. Correct. This is it. This These are enormous. Yes. This is
2: make or break time. Yes. To me. Yeah, yeah I think. Cause They're it's, huge. Is it, let's, let's start with... So we've got a few different uh, key antagonists here, right? You got Mike Zimmer, you got Rick Spielman, you got Kirk Cousins. Let's just start with Kirk Cousins, okay? Well, you guys keep pushing the Kirk Cousins narrative. There's there's 52 other guys on the roster, and I've. I've... That was my timeline on Sunday after that game against the Chiefs. and Until you turn people on me. <laughs> yes. If you're going to drop F-bombs, go Take to Judd's feed. to Judd. That's at yes. Jay Zolged those on Twitter. MF
7: initials, send them to <laughs>
5: at Jay Zolged because it's Sunday and he, he'd really enjoy them. My timeline is R-rated. I don't mind your F-bombs. Bring me your F-bombs. All right. Yeah. That's uh, I don't need more. That's my <laughs> problem. Rami is tweeting. yes. <laughs> I already caused myself enough problems.
2: But if you're Kirk and you have, what is it, five or maybe six wins in your career against winning opponents, right? Wasn't he like five and 27 yeah. a few weeks ago against yes. winning teams in his career? Okay. So if you, that's, that's not a narrative. That is, that's, that's a reality show. If you get through Dallas, and I'm not even going to like the, the Broncos game is just a different category. You get through Dallas and you get through Seattle. Mm-hmm. And you don't have at least one in the win column. This is where I'm with Judd again. I mean, what what more can you deduce after those two games other than same old, same old, right? So at some point, starting this weekend, at some point, it's on you to change it. Yeah, these next three weeks are absolutely a test.
5: I don't know if I would go as far as to say the end-all be-all of, of the course of this Vikings team moving forward after this season, but... Yeah, it's absolutely a test if you're a fan still trying to figure out whether or not this team realistically can can go on to win a Super Bowl. To be fair to Kirk as well, to me, this is not all about Kirk.
7: This is also about a pass defense that is descending now. This is about a, a, a coach who prides himself on being able to coach up and have great success with pass defense and a secondary that is struggling consistently. So this goes beyond Kirk. Kirk is a definite, very important cog in the puzzle of which I'm talking about. But it's also different players. And it's about where this team was supposed to be built or is supposed to be built around defense. And then you got a quarterback who is going to be very good and going to help you. And if all of those things are starting to fall apart or not take hold, what's my, my end result supposed to be? What's my thought process supposed to be? At some point in time, I've got to say internally... It's not working,
2: yeah. Uh, and and just independent of some of these storylines and angst, this is this is awesome. This is Sunday Night Football. This is the Cowboys. This is Chris Collinsworth doing the slide in. Is he still doing the slide in? Yeah, I, he, think, he, I, I think. He's I think he was. going to retire it? the slide in? Oh, I thought I've seen it. I haven't seen enough of the beginning of Sunday Night I Football. Yeah, I don't know. Twitter. I don't, I don't think I've seen it
5: this year. Really? Why would you retire the slide in? It's one of the. I great- think. I think Jonathan put the slide in to bed when he did it in a corn dog. <laughs> put it to bed in a good way, or are you saying in a bad way? No, I'm saying he could not outdo a corn dog doing a slide in, so he called it quits. An
7: underachieving quarterback. (laughs) A quarterback who can't win in prime time. (laughs) A defense that can't stop the pass. The Minnesota Vikings. (laughs) This is So negative. Can't Uh, stop the pass. Hey, you know what I'm excited for? Saturday.
3: Core
2: football. Yeah? We're going to be in the luxury box area, yeah, Macki with Rami. I mean that means free food, right? It does. All right, cool. Yeah, buddy.
5: Now
4: just Hell to I just
2: yeah. got to check first. Well, you're not going to show <laughs> up? make sure.
5: No, I mean, I'm, I'm obligated to be there, but if there's free food, <laughs> I am more than there. happy
2: to fulfill my obligation. Yeah, it's going to be... No, I'm uh, kidding. It's going to be great. I love, I, love how, I love how you just stumbled into, like, yeah, don't I worry know. about gopher football. You've stumbled into the biggest gopher football game in
4: <laughs> 60 <laughs> years, basically.
2: Well, yeah. 50, 50 it's, 60 a good, years. it's a good introduction to TZF Bank <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> Um, we are going to come back with some Sage football wisdom. Our guy, Sage Rosenfels, journeyman quarterback extraordinaire. Well, by the way, he did a film breakdown or a whiteboard breakdown just down the hallway here a week and a half ago. We put it up on our YouTube page, scorenorth.com uh, or youtube.com slash scorenorth. And I don't know. I got confused like halfway through, but it's really interesting to it see. It hurts my brain when I look at those. Yeah. It hurts my brain. So, But if you're a... Uh, if you're, if you think you're kind of smart, why don't you go watch this video and see how smart you are compared to uh, a former backup NFL quarterback breaking down whiteboard tape. But we'll talk to Sage Rosenfels about Vikings, Cowboys, and other things around the NFL. Plus, later in the show, MLB Trade Rumors has the Twins signing four free agents. Whoa. And price tags. What? I'm going to run those by you guys, right? Really? Yeah. All right. Yep. Mackie and Jeff with Score North. You better not be overselling
5: north. that team. It better not be like, like a fifth arm out of the bullpen is one of those
2: four guys. Uh, let's just say that if they're right, uh huh. start planning the parade. Okay. All right. We'll I'll do like that it. later in the show. Bring it through Uptown. Slow that roll. But let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company here for a brief moment, especially if you're a business owner out there. This is close circuit to you. You know what it's like. You're riding that roller coaster. You're grinding. You're taking care of employees. You're putting out fires. But you're also celebrating the winds along the way as well. And you just want to make sure you have peace of mind when it comes to potential bad things that could happen. You just say, like, you never know. You're running smoothly and something happens. You want to have somebody standing behind you and a company standing behind you, like Federated, which has over 100 years of experience helping business owners. Based in Owatonna, Minnesota, they are uh, very very proud about their Minnesota roots. They also are a proud sponsor of U of M Athletics and Turnovers for Kids. They donate... $1,000 to Big Brothers Big Sisters every single time the Gophers' defense forces a turnover. We'll see if they can force a couple uh, in 48 hours against Penn State. But FederatedInsurance.com is the website to find out more about the industries they protect. And Federated Insurance, remember, it's their business to protect yours. Alright, Mackie and Jeb with Rami on Score North and the Score North app. And it's Thursday, which means Sage football wisdom. Our journeyman quarterback friend, Sage Rosenfels, who by the way, did a wonderful whiteboard breakdown of a few key Vikings plays a couple weeks ago. You can find on our YouTube channel, youtube. Confused confused me. Slash score North, Confused, man. Or you just basically made up play number, I play uh, names and just, things like that. Just confused.
8: Yeah. Did you guys uh, have a chance to look at that?
2: Uh, yeah, I, my head kind of exploded near the end with all the uh, the X's and the O's and the. But it was it was. I think it was for a casual fan. It was very I intriguing to see true. how far advanced quarterbacks' minds are compared to. Well, here's, well, here's what's
8: interesting uh, about that is those three plays are extremely basic plays, like what I would call day one installation plays. You're just trying to make me feel better. And uh, it's basically a base run in, in you know, in just in football in general. They used to call that Bob back on backer, the full back on the will linebacker. And, uh, you know, zone blocking, other than that, and, you know, turned into basically a, a pass off of that run. And uh, the most simple concept they have, and then something that goes off of that. So it's three day one installation plays, and uh, but you know, you know, football is a very complex sport, and you know, very few fans play it at a at a level where you are doing it all the time. And, and I remember talking to uh, one of my college uh, or a quarterback that played at Iowa State after me, who didn't play in the NFL, and uh, but he's a good college quarterback. And he goes, you know, the difference between college and the pros is in the pros, it's all ball all the time. I mean, that's all we do. And so the advancement of the X's and O's and the detail just goes up. You know, there's not recruiting. There's not, you know, really a a time you're not working out a full time. You have to go to class. You know, you're in meetings and you're breaking down film. And, you know, it's interesting when I go back. To Iowa State occasionally and sit in a meeting or something, you know, they get like 45 minutes to an hour a lot of times, uh, you know, a couple days a week, where in the NFL, you're in meetings for like six hours a day. So think of how much more advanced the game can get in the detail. And, and I think that's where the, 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 the games sometimes almost aren't as exciting in the NFL because like everybody knows exactly what they're supposed to do. And in college, there's all these big spectacular plays and wide open football because they're just, I think, a little bit less detailed. and It's a little bit, uh, you know, just crazy things just sort of happen and they don't happen as much in the NFL.
5: So, how then, Sage, do you think that athletes and I think especially football players somehow along the way got the label of dumb jocks? Because, like I said, I'm I think I'm of average intelligence at least, I think. When I look at that play up on that whiteboard, like my brain starts oozing out of my ears. You guys clearly have a level of intelligence that I don't th- if if you can comprehend not just that play but an entire playbook of that stuff. There's a level of intelligence in football players that I don't think the average person walking around necessarily has.
8: Well, it's always easier just to say the athletes are dumb, and there are some dumb guys, but there's also positions that demand uh, you know, a, a deeper knowledge of the game. And, you know, if you ask the, the most receivers, they couldn't, they couldn't really teach you the details of, you know, that the protection that I did on the board the other day. They understand the routes and maybe the coverages. Well, a lot of times the offensive linemen, they don't understand the coverages as much, but they're so detailed in the, the footwork and these things that are way past what I even know of how to, you know, block these different schemes, whether it's a run or pass. And then you have tight ends, which I think always make good coaches because they have to understand both run and pass uh, as far as routes and, and blocking. Then, of course, you have the quarterbacks who have to – you know, n- know a little bit about everything and a lot about you know some things, and and uh, so it's a, it's a said so there's a lot of information in the sport, and everyone has different responsibilities, and and there's a lot of really smart guys out there, and there's guys that that struggle uh, with it, and 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 but there are positions that you don't have to be a genius uh, to play, and uh, so um, you know, luckily I got to play a, 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 the position of quarterback in which you really talk about every aspect of the game except for special teams, like I don't really. Nothing about special teams. I couldn't tell you... You know, if I got hired and they said, hey, you're the special teams coach, I couldn't tell you how to do punt team. It's not what I worked <laughs> on at all. You know, uh, I, I could tell you how the snappers snap a little bit, and I could tell you a little bit about the punting action, actually. Uh, but uh, the the actual, you know, protection and then how you run down the field and what the gunners do, you know, I, I got bits and pieces of that over the years and occasionally sit in a special teams meeting. But usually, you know, the head coach talks There's a special teams meeting, quarterbacks, we leave and we go and, and do our quarterback things and talk about things that we maybe we can't talk about, you know, with the whole group, like, which receiver are we going to throw it to on third down here? You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to say that uh, in front of the whole group, but we'll make those decisions.
7: You brought up something that I've been giving a lot of thought to of late, and it really bothers me because of the dearth of good quarterbacks that already exist in this league. And it bothers me because it's the stupidity of teams and coaches. Uh, Give me your list of young quarterbacks who are being actively sabotaged and or ruined by either team predicament or, in the case of the Jets, I'm going to flat out say coach. Uh, I think Gaze might be a good OC. I think he might be a good position coach. I think he has no business being in the job that, that he's in. But, you know, I go back to a guy like Carr, and I think that there's a conversation to be had there. What if he was put in an environment and situation in which he could have thrived? So who do you watch right now and think, my God, this league doesn't have enough quality quarterbacks for these goofballs to be goofing this guy up?
8: Well, for for one, I don't believe that David Carr if he was around a better roster would have made a big difference. Uh, you know, just base of that sort of, you know, winner thing. Um I didn't see that. And I was around a lot of different quarterbacks and and uh you know, he's an interesting guy. And I liked David, but I didn't see him as a guy that was going to be a winning quarterback pretty much no matter who he had uh, you know, as the offensive coordinator. So, um you know, people talk about this Jets situation. I was listening to the radio yesterday and you know, everyone likes to hate hate Adam Gase and in that likes. I'm not a fan. Uh, you know, I he he didn't do anything in Miami, he was no good down there and his best seasons he really came under you know when Peyton Manning was the offensive was the quarterback. I mean, I actually had a Freudian slip when he was the offensive coordinator because Peyton Manning was the <laughs> offensive coordinator. Yeah. And he gets this <laughs> offense job and now he's in the Jets job and the Jets are are disaster, but they went through this list of 2012 to two th- to now of the drafts. And there was like, there had been 49 draft picks in those years or something like that. And 41 were no longer on the roster, including like six of the seven first rounders were no longer on the roster. Um, and so, you know, and then, you know, Gay shows up and his quarterback literally plays a game. They don't even realize it'd be his mono at the time. And then the next day he's on, you know, he's out for a month. Right. And they have obviously, obviously very little talent on this team. If you've cut all those guys, uh, and you have not re-signed them, those are swings and misses. And they have swung and missed a ton of times over the course of the last seven years. And, and, you know, that's where the Vikings have had a lot of hits uh you know most of this roster are are players that are are uh you know were were drafted by Minnesota and uh, and sometimes they were lower rounded guys or even undrafted guys but they did find a lot of hits and, and it was sort of like you know they 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 have extended a lot of guys that they they brought in here so they've had a lot of hits on this team and and, and the, the jets have not so i think i you know it's hard to say sam Darnold. i would say yeah the whole organization not just gase but the whole organization has stunted his growth i have no idea Um, if he'll be, end up being a good quarterback, I just don't know, uh, because it's been, it's just been so bad around him. So he might be one of those guys where the Jets go, you know, after, after four or five years, like it's just not working out and, and he might get blamed for it and move on somewhere else. He'll probably get another opportunity because he was, you know, drafted so high. Uh, and maybe if he gets in the right coach then, uh, he'll end up being good or, he he may not be, you know. He end up, end up just being sort of a you know Christian Ponder type that people just say you know he's not good enough to be an NFL quarterback and and uh, you know be out of the league pretty quickly. But I see him lasting for a while. But I I, I do think whatever you know team he ends up on for him to be successful, he's going have to have a good team around. For any of these guys to be successful, you have to have a good team around you. You know Patrick Mahomes has great players around him, and Tom Brady's got good players around him, offense and defense or whatever. And good coaching and and uh, you know everyone likes to talk about the quarterback and that's what we talk about a lot, but it's it's so much based off of what's around you.
2: Mackie and Jeb with Rami, Sage football wisdom every Thursday. By the way, you can also find Sage at 2 o'clock on Mondays and Wednesdays on Purple Daily with Matthew Collar. Um, So I hate to be Buzz Killington here, but the Vikings brought it on themselves, and this game against the Cowboys, there's not a lot in terms of the fact that this is a road game against a winning opponent, and it's in prime time there aren't a lot of things that would lead you to pick the Vikings to win this game just based on uh, the last year and a half or even Mike Zimmer's tenure here and Kirk Cousins' track record in those situations. So how do you size this one up coming up Sunday night, Sage?
8: i tell you what, this is one of those games when, when the season started and really when the day they signed Kirk Cousins, we said, you know, there's going to be some games that Kirk has to play great and that's why they signed him. They thought he was going to take this team to the next level and, that means to me that when they play some really good teams, uh, you know, that, you know, occasionally the quarterback plays great and they come through. And that just has not happened. I, what was the stat? Is it 0 and 10 and 1? Yeah. Uh, against teams when you're losing the fourth quarter. And the yeah. Vikings are rarely losing by a lot in the fourth quarter. They usually, if they're losing, it's by a field goal or a, the touchdown at the most, right? So, um, this game, uh, when they write the story of Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, uh, this is, this might be one of the main games that they look to. Uh, I think last week was when we looked, we were, as the season, you know, uh, with the schedule came out, you look to and say, okay, Kansas City Chiefs, that's gonna be a, have to be a big one. You know, Kirk's gonna have to play great. The team's gonna have to play really well. Uh, and, you know, for them to win and, it, From what I saw, I thought the team played for the most part pretty good. The offensive line on the inside didn't play well, but you know, even against the backup quarterback, uh, you know, Kirk and, and, and the crew did not play well enough. So there's sort of a, a big swing and a miss there. And then you look at the schedule again in this Cowboys game is a huge one. And, uh, and it'll definitely be a part of that story. It's like, okay, he either won that Cowboys game and, and that maybe propelled this team or, you know, they lost that game and, and dropped, uh, you know, I'm sort of a mediocre team in the middle. And, uh, you know, it was a struggle throughout the season. Nothing happened. I, I, I do believe this is sort of a turning point, you know, type of game. Doesn't mean the Vikings won't get in the playoffs, but, you know, they have to win some of these, games against really good opponents. And this is a really good opponent. It's going to be, a, I would think of sort of a playoff type mindset, uh, you know, possibly for both teams. And, you know, when I look at the Vikings this year, you know, if you look at, you know, I'm not, you know, you can't just look at stats and things like that, but, you know, they're one of the best. I think they're still one of the best defenses in the NFL. Definitely in the top 10. Uh, you know, they're ranked eighth in pass defense and ninth in rush, rush defense. Uh, their, their, uh, run offense, um, is i think third in the nfl right so i said this on um with collar yesterday you know the thing about the running game is the quarterback really has nothing to do with it now unless you're like lamar jackson or something you're actually involved in the running game but really it's like you know do the game plan what what did the coach tell me to do as far as, as far as audibles and things like that otherwise i'm basically getting the bottom handed it off and doing a fake right so that is something that Kurt has no responsibility, uh, to, to have. And the, 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 uh, the Vikings are ranked third in the league at that. So kudos to the offensive line and the, the running backs and the tight ends and, and the receivers who are out there blocking. Uh, but in the passing game, you know, the, the Vikings are somewhere in the middle of the league. So obviously that hasn't been, you know, a big strength to this football team. And it definitely hasn't been great uh, in games where it really, really mattered. You know, the these tight ball games, these ball games where they're, it's tight in the fourth quarter, they're, they're losing the fourth quarter or, or whatever. So, you know, how I see this game, it's going to be a really, really tough one for the Vikings to win it. Uh, this Cowboys team is good. Uh, they're number one in the league uh, in yards. Uh, I think their defense is very good. I don't know if Van Der Esch is going to come back. Did you guys see if he practiced uh, or not? But I, I think he's a stud uh, um, uh, as far as as a linebacker is concerned, and I really get scared about the receivers. Uh, and sort of the, the matchups that they, these receivers have against the secondary. Uh, these are Trey Waynes and Xavier have not played great this year. I think Wayne's better than Rhodes. Rhodes has done a good job when they're playing more cover two and he's sort of, uh, you know, up in the run game and involved and and more aggressive. But when it's, when he's he's had to chase, uh, he has been beat and then a lot of times doesn't even make the tackle after the catch, uh, both he and Waynes in some of those situations. And so you go up against Amari Cooper, who I think is a top, eight receiver in the NFL. I think he's really good. Um you know Tavon Austin just flies and he's the guy that someone's going to have to I mean if we're getting in a situation where where Rhodes is having to cover Tavon Austin on some deep crossing route I mean, that's going to be, uh, that, that's not good for the Vikings defense. And, and, uh, and I like their other receivers as well. Uh, they have another young kid out of Colorado State, number 13. I think he's a good player. Uh, M- Michael Gallup and he's super fast also. Uh, they, they got Randall Cobb in the slot as sort of a third down guy, you know, so, and, and, and you know, of course their tight end is Jason Witten, still got 34 catches and making things happen, knows how to maneuver the inside of the field. And, and, uh, so it's going to be a, a really, really tough matchup. And that's just in the passing game. We haven't even talked about. Zeke Elliott in that running game, uh, which, too, is one of the best in the NFL. and They've got that sort of high-priced offensive line. It's a major, major strength of that football team.
7: So, boys, I'm going to take what I perceive to be a bit of a hot take from Sage there and absolutely correct. I'm going to one-up that hot take, and I'm going to tell you this. If the Minnesota Vikings do not win their next three games, and that includes two games against good teams in prime time, the window of opportunity for which they signed Cousins and which opened with a thirteen and three season in two thousand seventeen is closed. As long as Cousins is quarterback
2: of this team, you're saying a Super Bowl. I championship. am saying a
7: Super Bowl. Yes, yes, they are still. They still could be a playoff team, and good for them. Isn't that nice and cute? But I'm that's saying, fantastic. But I'm that's fantastic. <laughs> if you're a playoff team, if you get to a first round playoff game, good for you guys. But I'm telling you right now, when Cousins signed th- that contract, and this is not all Kirk, all Kirk but with the way that the defense is trending now with the way that things are going if they do not win their next 3 games as far as I'm concerned through 2020 that window is now slammed shut you could be a playoff team but you are no longer a championship
4: contender
2: yeah yeah and these just real quick these the Dallas game and the Seahawks game specifically like these are all the games that we've just we've just been lining up these we games circled on the schedule. when the schedule came out. Go win some of these games. You don't have to win all the games, but just like even go win but one of these now games. Now I think
5: you have to win you've got to beat Dallas, Denver, which if you don't beat God
7: help you, and Seattle, because you couldn't beat Green Bay when they tried to give you that game and you couldn't beat Kansas City. I think that if you're gonna tell me, if you're gonna say, Judd, we are a Super Bowl contender and I want you to take us seriously, you gotta win all three to me.
8: Well, yet yeah, you would think they they need to win some of these uh, you know games against playoff caliber teams. That's for dang sure. And Dallas is one of those teams. Kansas City is one of those teams that they just lost. Uh, you, know, um, uh, you know, obviously you know this week or, or whatever. So Green Bay coming at the end of the season, um, it, it's they have to win. You know, one of those games. They can't lose all those games and just beat the the sort of the below average teams. And there's by the way there are some bad football teams this year, and I feel like there's some sort of like a lot of below average teams also that aren't like the chargers, like they're not that good, but they can sort of beat you every once in a while um, as it, as it did last week for green Bay. And then you've got the Vikings, which are a good team. Uh, and then you've got the really good teams that are like legit teams. And I don't think that, you know, the Vikings are just not, they, they don't compete with those football teams. They, they, don't, they don't, I should say they, they compete with those football teams. Yeah. They don't seem to win in those football games. Yeah. and um, And a lot of times that difference, that's, the quarterback to me it's that's you know so hold on when, let's, when you let's look... go down that
2: path because I so I don't know I just I, t- I tweeted after the game last week and Rami and I kind of argued about this and Rami you jump in here too I said I'm not blaming Kirk for last week's loss but when you look at the 0-10-1 record my beef with it is you're not going to have perfect circumstances all the time go out one time two times three times and say hey defense Hey, uh, hey, secondary. Uh, hey kicker, I got your back this time. I'm going to be the one that pulls this game out in the fourth quarter, and he's he's never done that as a Viking, and that bothers me.
5: And Sage, my counterpoint to that was uh, if if Phil wants to sit down and go over the the other ten games in that o ten and now o ten and one record that Sage has or that excuse me Kirk has when trailing in the fourth I mean, quarter, Sage
2: probably too if he went back.
3: And looked.
5: <laughs> I was the comeback kid. That was So <laughs> yeah, but I get I guess down by seventeen,
8: and then I could go two minute the whole second. Half. No, but what That's I was like saying
5: done. is I'll. I'll go through those other 10 games with you, and we can determine which one of those I would expect Kirk to pull out. But in Sunday's game specifically, when your O-line is bad as it was, when your second or maybe even best receiver leaves after three plays, when your defensive line and uh, is, is basically getting owned, when, when the backup quarterback can throw for 275 yards on you, when the kicker misses an extra point, and when a punter shanks one at the worst possible moment, do I expect Kirk Cousins to overcome all that? No, I don't. He's not, he's not the quarterback that I would expect to overcome all those circumstances.
8: So yesterday, uh, Chris Sims put out this QB rankings list of what he had seen through the first half of the season. And it was just 1, one through 16. He uh, went Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Matt Stafford, Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, Jacoby Brissett. Dak Prescott, Carson and Wentz, Drew Brees, Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Kyler Murray. Drew, wait, Drew Brees was where? Well, he's only He had before, Drew Brees yeah. at 12th. He had Carson Wentz at 11th. He had Dak Prescott. He had he had Kirk Cousins at 8. It's aggressive. And I look at the hats and I, right behind Tom Brady and, and Matt Stafford and ahead of Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz and Drew Brees and Jimmy Garoppolo, who, by the way, is 8-0. Jimmy Garoppolo. However, he's playing, they're 8-0. Okay. And I look at that whole list and i think to myself who of all these players make their team better Like them, like every, whether it's, it's, it's the the way they obviously execute the offense and those things, whether it's that clutch thing where they can carry a a team and they just sort of have that clutch thing of the fourth quarter or whatever. Um, do they add an element to the offense that's just, you you know, that creates all types of uh, trouble for defense, like a Patrick Mahomes or now a Lamar Jackson, which is more of a running thing. Like, which of these guys really do sort of add that extra element that carry their team? And I, I, I would almost put Kirk at the bottom of that list.
2: I don't think that I actually.
8: He does not make his team better, right? He he only can make his team is sort of as good as what they currently are. So
2: I made a case. He, does that I, make sense? It he does. does
8: not. Like when when the, when the, when a lot of these guys play with bad lines, right? And they still win games. It's right. amazing, right? I mean, it's like how does Drew Brees always have a good line? Tom Brady always have a good line? You know, like. It, some of a lot of that is the quarterback. Like they make the quarterback, they make the line better. And and Teddy was like that. Teddy's stats and Ted's, Teddy's you know his magic does not come from statistics. And everyone looks at these statistics way too much. And the subtleties of playing the position that a lot of times are just getting the ball out of the pocket or just throwing the ball away or or hitting that guy on that third down or you know just it's it's hard to to put into numbers. And, you know, Breeze has had it his entire life. He went to Purdue when they were terrible. They threw the ball 60 times a game when they won the Rose Bowl. He's six foot tall and he's 200 pounds in college, right? But he has all that special stuff that makes his team better than they maybe are as just individuals. And Kirk just hasn't done that. As I said, he the, he has nothing to do with the rushing attack and their third in the league in rushing. That's a great line. That's a line doing a hell of a job and that's the, uh, uh, the the running backs and the tight ends and, and the receivers blocking downfield. The quarterback doesn't do anything. Yeah. This defense has been good uh, for years, and I still think they're pretty dang good. Uh, he's got nothing to do with that, right? The special teams have been pretty good. He's got nothing to do with that, all right? Um, so he has not made this team better. Um, he has maybe gotten to them, like, of what they are and and, and, and know better. And, you know, I, I think to win a Super Bowl you have to, unless you, you know, uh, your your defense is just so crazy dominant. It's like the Ravens thing, but that just doesn't happen very often. Yeah. So you you have to have a guy. If you can find a guy that makes your team better, and it, it's not always throwing like what Lamar Jackson's doing is very unique, and and it's it's adding a, a totally different element uh, to that football team. And now they're one of the best teams in the NFL. Those
2: are those are fair points. And you can find a lot more of Sage Purple Daily at two o'clock on Mondays and Wednesdays. And uh, we can have we can have similar conversations after this litmus test on Sunday night. Against the Cowboys, Sage. Great catching up again. It's been fun, Sage. Football wisdom. We'll talk again next week, man.
8: All right, guys. And uh, you should be a big one on uh, on Sunday. Should be. It's it's gonna be fun to watch the Vikings in prime time against the Cowboys. This doesn't happen all
2: too often. Yeah. Omaha boys. Omaha. Omaha. By the way, that's the that's the most aggressive Sage Rosenfels has ever been in his criticism of Kirk Cousins. Just flat out saying he doesn't make them better. He just sort of rides whatever the wave level is. Yeah, I think. He put it
5: best. We've been trying to say what Sage just said right there. He plays to the level of what's around him.
2: No better, no worse. But if the level, that, as we've seen, if the level that's around him is blocking well and the weapons oh, are they're yeah. playing on a fast track, yes. he looks amazing. Yeah. He, he looks like like Chris Sims had him ranked. He, sometimes he does look like the eighth best quarterback in the NFL. I went through the rankings with you that I just put together a week ago, and you can make a case. He's the 10th best quarterback in the NFL. Some of that's an indictment on the bottom third of that list, but that's, uh, that's the most aggressive Sage, Sage has been for sure. I think
7: the thing with Kirk is if Kirk's playing a bad to porous, m- mediocre, middling team, he's fine. If things are going well as far as play calling, he's fine. But Phil, but to your point about the last two drives, I thought against uh, Casey, which is entirely accurate too, you know, that drive, the one that I'm fixated on still completely is the one, I think it starts with 747 left. And that's the one where short pass to Ham, Dalvin Cook, three-yard loss, and then clearly somebody bailed on faith because you don't call a third and 13 draw unless you think our quarterback's lost here. That call, I think that the third and 13 draw to Dalvin Cook with the Vikings up by three at that point in the game in the fourth quarter I think that is so instructive of how this coaching staff feels about its QB. And that's a frightening call. Yeah. Think about that. It's third and 13. Okay. If you have faith that this is the guy, are you calling a third and 13 draw yeah, and at I, that point? And, and he had just, and first, and, and to me, just quickly, first and third down tie together because first down in their minds. Now I would say that that, that was a, a dumb pass to call, because I know he can't throw that pass. But I think in their minds, they're like, okay, he can't miss this pass. And so first and third down to me are tied with, he can't even do that, bleep at third and 13, draw, run more clock. And by the
2: way, I ripped, I ripped the offensive play calling for that. I mean, you've, you've, yeah. you've got Kirk Cousins here, and he can throw the ball down the field. He's not completely incompetent. I agree, let but, doesn't it rip that speak, th-
7: but doesn't that yeah. speak to the complete lack of faith there?
2: And I say put that aside and let it rip on third
5: yeah, and 13 That's not, that's not on Kirk Cousins. The fact that his coaching staff doesn't have the faith in him to try and attempt to get a first well, down on that play... That's not on Kirk Cousins. That's on his coaching being kind of cowardly, to be quite honest. Right, with but you. they're
7: but they're afraid of what he's going to screw up, which is well, a, which is a, on him because the, in their minds, if he can't even throw what basically amounts to a short screen
5: pass on first down, they're bailing. You're not going to win playing scared no. and calling plays scared, so you might as well go go down shooting with Kirk Cousins instead of calling well, a draw on third and thirteen. The first
7: down. What's frustrating is to me, the first down call when they get the ball back needs to be a deep shot to Diggs. That's where you just say, you know what, he can throw that pass. Okay, there's going to be safety help, but guess what? He can make that throw. Kirk Cousins, the problem with Kirk is they don't say he can make the throw, we'll trust him. They say, what can be the easiest throw? Unfortunately, I could have told them what they think is a simple throw for Kirk is actually difficult. Yeah. Again, I, I go back to two things. Corporate quarterback and puppet string. He needs to be on the correct puppet strings. And if you're not if you're not working the puppet correctly, you're gonna fail. All
5: right, well, well then the, let him fail. But don't call play scared and hold yeah, him back on third and thirteen. I'm with
2: yeah, I'm on this. The sure. whole thing collapses. Yeah. Hey, when we come back you're speaking to Kirk Cousins, fun exercise for you guys, okay? Because Dan Graziano wrote about this, about a Kirk Cousins extension. If you had to extend either Dalvin Cook or Kirk Cousins at top of their position dollar, or let's say it this way, top of Dalvin Cook's position dollar and Kirk Cousins' current dollar. And you had to pick one. Which one would you extend? Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North and the Score North app. Jonathan
0: here with the Score North download. Download the Score North mobile app and make sure you register for listening rewards. This month, one lucky app user will win a $200 Visa gift card just for having the mobile app. All you got to do is download the app. Register the app and enter through Listening Rewards. Cowboys coach Jason Garrett spoke to the media today and was asked about the Vikings' run game. Had some rather glowing comments to say about Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison and everything going into the Vikings' run game.
6: You know, Kevin Stefanski, their offensive coordinator, and Kubiak is up there now, obviously having a big influence. And uh, you know, you know, it goes back to you know those zone run schemes that, that have been good in this league for a long time. And, and Gary's been at the forefront of that. For a long time, with his time in Denver and down in Houston as well, and uh, they just do a very good job of it. Uh, they have the offensive lineman that they like for that scheme. They coach it very well, and and the runners typically are very productive in it. And uh, they have a big time runner, and uh, you know they do a good job up front. And, and when the runner has the ball in his hands, he's hard to tackle. So uh, they're well coached. Uh, they got good personnel, and they believe in that system. and They do it well.
2: That's making score on our download now. Back to Mackie and Judd with Rami. Thank you, Jonathan. In about ten minutes from now. I'm going to throw you guys four free agent signings that MLB Trade Rumors has for the Twins. And I've told you, do not look at them. No, I, we'll surprise you. I have not you. looked. I, I have not, not looked, looked either. I'm, all right. I have not looked either. We'll throw those at you. Although,
5: all I looked at was the uh, Francisco Lindor to the Cubs idea that was thrown He's out
7: going
2: there. to the Dodgers.
5: Yeah.
7: You know, here's the problem. It's the cheap poll ads. They're not going to do anything. Well, they don't try to it
2: If MLB Trade Rumors is right, and we'll get to it, they will no longer be the cheap holdouts, but uh, we'll do that in about 10 All minutes. Right. So here's the question, okay? Mm-hmm. You have to re-sign one of these guys. You have to sign them to a contract extension. Mm. Kirk Cousins, at his current rate, so I think Aaron Rodgers makes like $35 million a year. Cousins is locked in just below $30 million a year, so he wouldn't be the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. But he would be one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL, and you have to sign him to a long-term contract extension of at least three years right now. Or... Dalvin Cook at top of his position money, which right now, Zeke Elliott makes $15 million a year with the Dallas Cowboys. You have to do one.
7: Have to. Oh, if I have to?
2: Why are you doing this to me? I'm
7: doing Dalvin Cook. I mean, I'm probably... I mean, he's been injured.
2: That's the risk there, my right? Honest,
7: my honest response on both of those is if things don't go right in these next three games... I'm not doing either one. But if you are putting a gun to my head right now, telling me I have to do one, I'm doing Cook. I'm not doing Cousins. I'm, I'm not. This dance is over.
5: Yeah, it, it's probably Cook. It's silly. He's younger. He has injury history, but he's younger. He's also at the top of his game, at the top yeah. of his position, still at this point. The only re- there, two things scare me off about Cook, and I'm with Judd. If if you're starting all over this offseason and and punting on 2020 in the last year of Kirk Cousins, I'm not doing either one. Because with Dalvin Cook, the injury history, and just when you look analytically at, at the value of running backs, they tend, A, their production tends to drop off around this stage of their career that Dalvin Cook and this age that Dalvin Cook is approaching, and also they just... Even if even if his production keeps up, it doesn't necessarily... When you talk about the slice of the pie that Kirk Cousins gets and the amount of production you have to get because you're operating in a salary cap environment and he gets that slice of the pie, running backs just never really live up to the money that they get when they get top dollar for their position.
2: Yeah, part of the problem when you... So I'll answer the question. For me, it's Dalvin Cook, but mm-hmm. it's not as much of a slam dunk when you look at the the distribution of money to running backs and how those teams then... Have to really swallow hard and fill out the rest of their roster. Like Devontae Freeman uh is is the fifth highest paid running back in the NFL, but he makes eight and a half million dollars with the Falcons. And look at the Falcons right now. Things aren't going very well. And now they've got this sort of this sort of aging. He's twenty seven years being old. Very kind, Phil. You know? They're uh, not going too well. David Johnson with the Cardinals. He's twenty eight years old now, makes thirteen million dollars. We've uh, how's that we've working? We've been out?
7: down this path, right? With Peterson, I, I would never again sign a running back to to an enormous contract. I just wouldn't. If I'm going to build a team, I'm going to look at, at position groups, right? I'm not looking at people's names. I'm looking at position groups. I'm paying my quarterback. I'm paying a left tackle. I am paying my cornerbacks because I need them, especially in a pass-happy league. running back, Dalvin Cook, God bless you. You're really, really good, and that's great, and you're fun to watch. But I am not making an enormous investment in you because, one, you're not going to play that long, and, two, I might not be able to find you, but I can find somebody who can do a lot of the things that you can do.
2: Yeah, he's he's amazingly valuable at $1.5 million. Oh, He becomes great. so much less valuable if what we're talking about is $15 million a year in a salary cap league, right? Especially then if he, let's say, comes back and
7: misses three games next no. year, and then it's five games, yes.
2: And here's the thing, too. like We talk about Kirk Cousins, and this is why it's kind of a trick question in some ways. Because on, on the surface you'd be like, well, Dalvin Cook's the best at his position. I mean, you just signed Dalvin Cook, right? And Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins is, you know, is who he is. But if Kirk Cousins continues to make the same amount of money as he is right now in 2021, 22, 23, and now he's, he's like the 11th he's highest going paid quarterback. going down the ladder
5: of what quarterbacks yeah. are paid.
2: right? And he's, he's he needs more closely compensated to what his ranking in, in the quarterback pecking order would be. You can live with that more than you could live with what he's been making the last two or three years based on where his actual ranking is among quarterbacks. Can
7: I find somebody to please draft me a young QB who is um, efficient enough so that for four or five years
2: I've got cost control there, though? That's oh, what, like like Lamar Jackson? Yeah, drafts? that's what yeah. I
7: want. No, seriously. I'm dead serious. I want to. I want cost control. I want rent control of a quarterback.
2: What The Vikings haven't had that since Dante Culpepper. It's been 15, 20 years. Well, they thought years. they
7: did with Teddy at
5: first because
7: that's um, until that's he, he got hurt. But if you get that, then it opens up a world
5: of possibilities, right? But yes. do you think the Vikings have or are the environment to foster the growth of a young quarterback? Like, I, I, a, Currently? Lot, a lot of people have been saying... Phil, do you have the buzzer, please? <laughs> I think Rami's question can be answered very simply.
2: <laughs> a lot of people have been Thanks saying,
5: for no problem, Lamar." You know, what? they should have drafted Lamar Jackson. And and Collar, I understand, was saying it at the time that they should have gone was. and drafted Lamar Jackson. But he is was. Lamar Jackson this virgin of Lamar Jackson if the Vikings draft him?
7: I can't answer that. I have no idea. Exactly. It's, a, it's an unknown. But if you find the right people who can do that and they work for the Vikings, then that's what I want. Now you're talking. Can there they are- even find that guy?
2: Th- this current group, I, I mean, don't know, dude. There are some teams right now. This is earmuffs. If you're uh, if you got Viking, if you've got children, Vikings fans in the car, earmuffs <laughs> right now. Okay, you know Pat Mahomes makes four point one million dollars right now. Well, how long do we talk about Russell Wilson's contract? That's insane. Russell Wilson made nothing for four years. This Watson makes three point four million dollars. Yeah, cost control. They're rent control quarterbacks. It's the greatest thing of all time. Lamar Jackson makes two point three million dollars. Yeah. Dude, I mean, and then and you get that for four years, basically. Yeah, Uh, there's a couple others here too. I mean, Daniel Jones. We'll see what the Giants can build around if 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 he Daniel Jones makes six point four, he'll make probably closer to seven. Um, But yeah, Kirk, Kirk, right now when he, he when he signed that, he was the highest paid quarterback in the NFL for like a week, and then Matt Ryan signed a new contract. Yep. So Kirk right now is actually only the seventh highest paid quarterback in the NFL. So if he were to keep making that amount of money in this hypothetical we're talking about for like the next three or four years, he'd be like the 12th or 13th because the guys coming up behind him that are going to be up for contracts, in that stretch, Kyler Murray's going to be up for a contract. Uh, the guys we just talked about, Pat Mahomes is going to pass him. Deshaun Watson is going to go above him. So,
5: And the, the salary cap goes up every year, so his per- the percentage of salary cap that he's eating up will go down along the way as well. But still, the qu- it comes down to the question... Even with that extra money that you're getting by keeping Kirk Cousins at his current rate, can you win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins? Yes. Phil, Does that give you enough Phil, resources can you please, uh, again, to surround
7: weigh him into Rami's question? with a Super Bowl winning team? Thank you. All right.
5: Thanks for playing. I'll take the
2: grandfather clock what's and I'll the, put the rest on a the consolation have prize for me? Joe, are you going to have a seltzer with uh, Rami and I at the Penn State Gofers game on Saturday? Uh, no. Thank you. Thank you. You can, yeah. No, I won't.
7: Did they they have, have what have
5: seltzers? Did we ever get an answer
2: to that question? They're going to have
5: knockoffs. Yeah, someone I, I, I said they had it. knockoff. They knockoff had non-claw seltzers. claw. What
3: I if have, they've
2: got? What if they've got claw at the Babu tailgate? <laughs>
3: okay.
7: Then I'll probably have a beer. Now I can't drink too much because I I want to write about this game because this game is so important.
5: So I've got oh,
7: to. Oh come a on! What
5: well, I'm serious. Come on! Well, That's
4: kind you.
7: of
5: a weak excuse. One time. Show outing. I didn't say I can't Show outing to the Minnesota game. I didn't say it's
7: game in twenty years. I can't drink at all. I just said I have to. I'm not going to exactly pound.
2: By the way, I know that's that's a big game and all undefeated, undefeated. Right here on Score North at two o'clock pregame is the number one, number two game that we were snubbed for. Oh, the game day, The game day game will be on Score North on Saturday. Number one,
5: number one versus number two. I plan on drinking enough to embarrass us as a radio station.
2: That's my plan for Saturday, guys. And somehow I That's feel like you amazing. will accomplish that. You know, I actually, I actually do look forward to that. You know, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to give you a pass. Yeah, until, until Monday when you have to fire him. <laughs> It'll be fun. And Romney will come in and he'll know. Like he'll know. Yeah, I'll come in. I'll be like, I don't know what I did, guys, but I'm sure you got to fire me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, when we come back, MLB trade rumors has laid out. They've laid out the top 50 free agent. Baseball players, and they have four of them signing with the Twins. I'm going to give you those four when we come back. And let's just say if this happens, start planning the parade. Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all new Score North and the Score North app. Luther Brookdale Toyota has been a partner of this show for a long time. They've been um, they've been on the corner of Six Ninety Four in Brooklyn Boulevard for about six or seven years now. They were down the street a little bit further with the old facility. It was almost like if the you got a really smart front office and you got a really smart uh field staff, maybe you're the Oakland A's or the Tampa Bay Rays or maybe you were the twin 20 years ago and you put all of those smarts and all of the knowledge and expertise into a brand new facility, you get them the resources they need and that's what happened a few years ago with the brand new facility that was built on the corner of 694 Brooklyn Boulevard. They went from the Oakland Coliseum to I don't know, Target Field and so you get the best combination of durable vehicles market leading vehicles, safety features and technology with people that my family and I have been working with in the service department and in the showroom area for a long time. 694 Brooklyn Boulevard, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. I'm telling you, punish me. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three, four. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. with Rami. All right, welcome in. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Score North, Score North app. And it is hot stove season, gentlemen. I mean, it's supposed to be hot stove season. In theory, yes. Well, you know, but I love the hot stove. But here's where you're wrong, though. It's it doesn't matter if guys are going to sign in the next month in Major League Baseball. Hot stove season is about speculation. Hot stove season is about the the what ifs. Reckless speculation. It's what if season is what we're in here, right? All right. I like that. And M L B trade rumors were.
7: He's justifying it now. <laughs> what if teams actually signed players? Yeah,
0: what
2: if there wasn't collusion? <laughs> yeah, what if, what if the best players didn't sign until June? Oh, wait, that happened last year. Uh, so Derek Wetmore and I actually just did, if you want the full breakdown of Major League Baseball Trade Rumors, top 50 free agents and where they are headed uh, and, and which ones are headed to Minnesota, well, hot off the presses, Scorn Twin Show, go find it anywhere you find podcasts. But I'm going to take you guys through this, okay? Okay. They've got landing spots for all 50 of these guys. I'll take you to the top 10, and then we'll get to all the Twins ones, too. And by the way, they have two top 10 free agents signing with the Twins. Oh. Okay. Two top 10 free agents right. signing with the Twins. Do, do they follow the Twins? Yeah. Do they know how cheap the poll ads are? Apparently not. All right. Apparently that, uh, that, didn't, that part did not make their write-up <laughs> on MLBTraderForce.com. Okay. All right. The number one free agent, Garrett Cole. Going to the Los Angeles Angels, eight years, $256 million. That's the projection, okay? okay. Mm-hmm. The number two free agent, Anthony Rendon, going back to the Nationals, seven years, $235 million. Mm-hmm. Steven Strasberg going back to the Nationals, six years, $180 million. <laughs> Zach Wheeler, five years, $100 million to go to Philadelphia. Oh, I mm-hmm. thought you were going to say twins. So did I. Josh Donaldson mm-hmm. to the Rangers, three years, $75 million. Mm-hmm. Coming up a nice year. Madison Bumgarner, four years, $72 million. Twins. To the Minnesota Twins. Really? Would you do it? By the way, I'm all in on this. What was the number again? Four years, $72 million. That's a discount in my mind. Um, I'm paying less than $20 million a year. Yes.
5: Yeah, sign me up. Bro. I would do it. My math says... 16 a year. I did
7: see a story today that said... The,
5: no, 18 a year. There you go. Yeah, thank you.
7: I did see a story today that said the Atlanta Braves are already all in on Mad Bump, and he lives in South Carolina. But if
2: the Twins could do that, I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, the write-up says... I have no problem doing that. The write-up includes a few other teams here. I don't see the Bra- Actually, no, it just it just mentions the Twins, actually. There was a story
7: so, out of Atlanta, I think, that said that the, uh, the Braves had already reached out to him. But anyway, I would do that in a second. Yes, I love that.
2: So that's free agent number one for the Twins, according to Okay, Not,
7: Now you've got your top pitcher.
2: Yeah. So right now, it would be Madison Bumgarner, Jose Barrios, according to this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Yasmani Grandal to the Reds. They've got Nick Castellanos to the White Sox. Uh, let's skip down here. Number 10. Interesting. Okay. Go to Rizzi, back to the Twins on a three-year, $51 million contract. That's what we estimated, right? Something like that. Like fifteen years, million dollars, yeah. Fifteen, sixteen million a year.
7: And by the way, I would also do that. And now I've got my top three pitchers.
2: Yeah, I'm good with that. It'd be seventeen million a year actually is how the math yeah. would work out there. That's that's a little aggressive for me, but I don't think as Derek and I talked about on the twin show, this isn't the off season to be like, mmm, that's exactly. not the most cost effective Correct. way. Right. That's that's five million more than I would give over you the want course championships? of that. Right. and
7: if you're not gonna get him, you have to get something that you consider to be better than him.
2: So so if you get if you bring O'Dorizzi back and you add Madison Bumgarner to the rotation. Correct. And you've got in some order Mad Bum, Jose Barrios, and Jake O'Dorizzi, that's a pretty damn good opening one day, through
7: three. Opening day you're feeling pretty good about yourself.
2: Yes. yes. Also, here's a myth, just to play Mythbuster for a second. And I think, so I think Pat, myth
7: in baseball. What are you talking about?
2: I think Pat said this on our show on like Monday or last week. He yeah. said he, uh, and, and everyone's talking about Madison Bumgarner and the velocity drop and I went to Fangraphs. So at his peak, Madison Bumgarner's average fastball was 92 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. 92 miles an hour. This year it was 91 and a half miles an hour. So like what's this what's this narrative that Oh my God, he's, th- he's throwing underhand now. Just see it is crazy.
4: Madison Bumgarner is hey, just like throwing drawn,
2: underhand. Drawn just float that it. He's like the kid from that, that bionic arm kid who got <laughs> went to Rami's Cubs in the early nineties. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he's he, there's not a drop. And I would bet you because the Giants don't know what they're doing. There's a few franchises in baseball right now. The Giants, the Pirates, that don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Someone that knows what they're doing is going to get Madison Bumgarner, and he's going to have like three more miles an hour added to his fastball, he'll just be, like Verlander, just like Gerrit Cole. And the Twins could be one of those teams. So I love that. All right, let's keep going here. These are MLB trade rumors. Players they have the Twins signing number thirteen free agent Will Smith, the left-handed reliever, going to the Twins for three years, forty-two million dollars. I was going
5: over a list of free agents today, and I saw him, and I thought that's a good fit. That's a good guy. It would put have been a, a good fit
2: at the deadline last year instead of that stiff
5: Dyson, huh? Also, would have been good at that time, yes. <laughs> I mean, not that Sam Dyson didn't. I mean, that. How's, how's Schnuckles doing now? I haven't seen Schnuckles in a minute. Let me check. Check his Instagram account. Schnuckles doing something like. It's Snuckles. Paw right. surgery or something. Have some respect. There's no H in there. My paw hurts. Are they both in the sling? Snuckles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would take it that Snuckles does what. Uh, what uh, Sam does? Can't even say he was a good clubhouse guy because he. Same. I think he went home and hung out with Snuckles. Snuckles, 47. Last time he Snuggles, posted. not a good clubhouse cat. No. Oh, five hours ago. It's his birthday.
4: It's, it's Snuckles' birthday,
5: you guys. Yes. Yes. Well, happy birthday, Snuckles. Has a little bandana wrapped around his neck that says, it's my birthday. Hopefully he snorted some catnip. <laughs> Hold on. Hold nap.
7: on a second. So that guy has time to put a bandana around Snuckles? Look
5: at Snuckles with his... Bandana around his neck. It's his birthday, Judd. Snuckles looks as surly as
2: his owner was. It's Snuckles. Snuckles and Sam Dyson both look a little cross eyed. <laughs> I,
7: I called it surly, but yes, whatever you want to yeah. call it is accurate. So, He's
2: always wearing a bandana, by the way, Jed. Always. So, Will Smith, stylish three years, $42 million. <laughs> Your thoughts. Robbie's in. I, that's a little steep for me. Three years, 40, For a 3 year old reliever.
7: Hold, hold on a second. My ben, my banal math is being put to the test right now. By
2: because the way, the, thing th- is th- this th- would th- mean th- that the Twins th- th- are going to spend th- th- $42 million on a reliever, $72 million on Madison Bumgarner, and then $51 million on... Are you trying to win championships? Are you trying
7: to win championships? I will be, by the way, amazed if they sign all three of those guys. I would be, too. Uh, you know what? I need to think about this Will one. Smith
5: makes you a dominant bullpen. Hold on a second. Yeah, me... I mean, you're. you're I got to do some more. Yeah, you're, you got. You would, you would have. Smith. You
2: probably would have two of the most dominant left-handed relievers in all the baseball, right? Because you'd have Taylor yep. Rogers and Will Smith. Yep. And uh, whatever Tyler Duffy's going to give you in 2020, if it's anything like the second half of last year, it's a pretty pretty good start to your bullpen. Uh, I'm going to keep going while Judd thinks about Will Smith because yeah, Kyle Gibson is the 19th best free agent on this list, and he's going to Rami's Cubs two years, $18 million. Mm, no, thank you. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> wow.
5: What did, did Theo, like, blow a gasket or something? Theo hasn't done this yet. Don't criticize Theo. Because of what the writer wrote.
7: There's too <laughs> many Will Smiths. I the fired Theo Epstein. <laughs> Why are there so many Will Smiths it? in baseball? I called Will Smith on baseball reference. I get the guy from the Dodgers.
5: I think he did pitch for the Dodgers at one point, didn't he? No, but this is the guy Different who plays for the Dodgers. Oh, okay, yeah. here's Will
7: Smith. Oh, he's smiling? He's a nice guy.
5: He's he's good. That's the rapper and actor, Judd.
2: Fresh Prince. <laughs> yes.
7: Here's the situation. My what? team needed pitching for a week's vacation.
2: Is that what the theme song is? Don't you remember Prince that? Is what that is. Don't you remember that theme song? That's not at all what it was.
7: No, but there was a no, but there, there was a no. the deal about my parents were away on a week's vacation. Don't you what? remember that? Oh, I can Phil- find that. Well,
2: let's go through it. West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is Robbie where O's. I spent most of my days. Right, Chill up, max and relaxing all cool out shooting some BB outs outside the school when a couple of guys were up it. to no good, starting making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight, and my mom got scared. She said, "You're moving with your auntie and uncle to Bel Air." Good. That's awesome. No part about a vacation there. <laughs> I can't wait for the drop
7: tomorrow. Wait, wait, wait. Here. Hold on. Then, then, it's a su- then it's a song he did. Hold on. You guys, want, you guys want the
5: fourth Twins free agent, or are we just gone? Why did you stop him? That was so good.
7: You just, just let him keep going. Sorry. Sorry. Parents just don't understand. <laughs> I knew what he was talking about. I wasn't going to help him out, though. Yeah, DJ, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Parents just don't understand. Official video. I found it. So there is a song. Okay, it's not the theme song. Why would you stop a rapping Judd? (laughs) Why? Why? Is that like, please don't feed the bears? (laughs) Don't stop a rapping Judd? Yeah, DJ Jazzy Jeff right here. (laughs) I didn't know the rest. I can find it, though.
2: DJ Jazzy Judd.
7: (laughs) You that's know,
2: a, that's a new bit.
7: You know, parents are the same no matter oh, what
2: time nor be. place. Oh, I got the lyrics right here. Jonathan, can you can you print out as clean as possible? They don't understand this. Some Tupac lyrics. Yes. Print out some Tupac lyrics, and we'll have Judd do a reading as clean as possible. Good luck with that. You get in trouble. There are radio versions. All right. Stay tuned. Oh man, uh, the fourth free agent. According to MLBTradeRumors.com, they've got the Twins signing Howie Kendrick, 36-year-old Ooh, Howie Kendrick, I like it really? for two years and $12 million. So Howie Kendrick had a career year with the Nationals last year in a part-time role. Uh, he hit 17 home runs, batted 344. He plays first base, third base, and second base. But don't you guys think if they make this signing... There's too much of a lot you got Marwin Gonzalez, you got Luis no. Arise, Nope. I'm good with Polanco, I'm Luciano. good with lots. Kendrick, Be traded? I'm good with Kendrick, lots of moving parts. Where's Kendrick playing? All over the place. You'd basically have him and Marwin Gonzalez can play almost anywhere, is what you would have.
7: Okay. First of all, I'm all in after examining the, the statistics on Will Smith signing. I'm now in on that. Okay. All the pitchers.
2: <sighs> Howie, Kendrick, how much? Two years, twelve million dollars. Oh, okay. yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. I, yeah. I could mm-hmm. afford that, yeah. Sign him up. I'm telling For you, sure. if this happens... Championship if, pedigree. If they sign Madison Bumgarner, if they sign Will Smith, and they bring back Jacob de and they add a Howie Kendrick type, plan the parade. Yes, sir. If you had to rank them... Make if, the trades, plan the parade. Something like that.
5: <laughs> no, it's the... sign. Oh, that's not good. It's, it's it not going to rhyme. rhyme anymore. Are
7: you... I think of of all those, if you could only have one, the Mad Bomb one really intrigues me. For sign, sure.
5: sign the deal and
2: let's get real. <laughs> something like that. Something
5: like-
7: Here's the situation. Parents were away on a week's vacation. <laughs> I knew it was from something to do with Will Smith. I knew it! God. Just because it's not the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air song, it's still DJ Jazzy Jeff. I remember that from my youth. Back when, back when uh, Fresh Prince was big, Blossom was big. Whoa, <laughs> little Joy Lawrence for you. Whoa, are you okay? <laughs> I'm just reciting nineteen are you, late nineteen eighty two. having a stroke. <laughs> what, <is happening laughs> <right now? laughs>
4: what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs>
2: Holy. I'm okay now Okay, good. just snapped out of it I'm Will Smith I love it I believe Jonathan is printing out Tupac lyrics right now He hey, just God. left his seat he, he, he either left his seat to go get those lyrics or he quit <laughs> Well, he may have quit. Either is very possible.
5: Either is very possible. I would blame him because I don't know what just happened to this show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that's oh, your 2020 man. twins right
5: there. I like it. Madison I, like, I like all four of them. I
2: would do all four of them. And I agree with you. That put, that makes you a real contender. You get those four guys. And you also you eliminate the cheap pole ads narrative if you're interested in eliminating that oh, towards yeah. this offseason. Right. Like, there's plenty of guys you could just go spend a bunch of money on. The pitching ones I love.
7: Kendricks, if, if you get him, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine. But I love the pitching moves. Yeah.
2: There's a bunch of other guys on here, too. Like, there's... They've got... Uh, um, let's see here. After Jake Rizzi. I don't know where like people are going to spend. Like, Didi Gregorius just became a free agent. He's going to apparently sign with the Reds for three years, $42 million. He also they've might got, go back wait, to the Yankees. an actual free agency signing is happening? No, no, no. I'm no, going through okay, the Reds. Okay, just, okay, right, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Go uh, they've got the Dallas Keuchel to the White Sox for three years and $39 million. The White
7: Sox are going to spend. They've got money
2: this time. Cole Hamels Heck, to the Braves. They had it last time. Would you rather have Cole Hamels to the Braves for two years, $30 million, or uh, would you swap that out for either of the two guys that they've got the Twins signing? No. I don't think I would. No, I think Cole no. Hamels is. Oh, Michael Pineda to the Brewers, two years, twenty-two million dollars
7: to pitch for is what? Three Again, these, this isn't
2: actually happening, Rami. These are still from okay,
7: good. All right,
3: to pitch for three and a half gotcha. months.
4: <laughs>
7: Since he got pinched last time,
2: who is who is the Yankees big splash signing? Actually, I don't think they have the Yankees signing any. But let me let me keep going here. Okay, then they've lost all credit. They've got. Uh, yeah, I, have, think,
5: I think they're going to make a real run at Garrett Cole. I think you're correct. Yeah, they don't have the Yankee sign okay, any I read of the top 20 that. free agents. Remember during the AL no, during the ALDS when they were playing, no, in the ALCS when they were playing the Astros and Garrett Cole was on the mound and Fox dug up that picture of him as a 12-year-old kid hanging over the side of the uh, of the railing with a sign that said a Yankee now, a Yankee a Yankee fan now, Yankee fan always or something like that. So. in California no, it was that, at Yankee Stadium. He grew up. I think he grew up in New York. Did he not? No, he's a, a California kid. Oh, then Garrett I'd,
7: Cole grew up like I, I don't think that far from where the Angels play.
2: Yeah, they got the the the, the top Yankee free agent signing. Yeah, they've got uh, Brett Gardner going back to the Yankees as the, the oh, number thirty-two. Oh, isn't that free exciting? Agent. So he can to bang go, his bat on the dugout roof. Yeah, where did that start? By the way, I don't understand that. He's like they got, just they just pound their bats against the dugouts. Yeah, I don't know. It's very weird. See that little kid right there? That's Garrett Cole. With oh, the sign that says
5: Yankee fan today, yeah, nice. tomorrow, forever. Okay. Well, then he was just a little turncoat. Oh, okay. here we go. Oh, my
2: god. Oh, we have the, the lyrics. lyrics. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure these are clean. <laughs> I don't want to put something in the prompter and put Judd out. What it. song is it? Uh, t- uh, Hail Mary by Tupac. <laughs> Acapella, by the way. No music. What is it? Let's see it. Hold on Hi, a second. Judd. Here. What's the
7: tune even? Give me
2: a tune. This is DJ Jazzy Judd.
7: I can't even re- I can't even pronounce half this. Machiavella in this Kilimanati? All through your body? The blows like a twelve gauge shoddy? Oh feel me. And God said he should send his one begotten son to lead the wild in the ways of the man. Follow me, eat my flesh, flesh and my flesh. Come with me. Hail Mary. I'm Catholic. This is disturbing me. Run quick, see? What do we have here? We'll do hit him up next. Now, now, do you want to ride or die? La da 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 da, la la la. It sounds like the partridge. Why are you breaking the partridge family? I ain't a killer, but don't push me. Revenge like the sweetest joy. Next to getting yeah,
3: don't pictures, that, paragraphs yeah, don't unloaded, that, please don't.
7: wise words being quoted, peeping the weakness in the rap game and sewed it. Bow down, pray to God, hope that he's listening. Seeing. Nope, don't say that one. Coming for me to my diamonds where they glistening. Now pay attention. Rest in peace, Father. I'm a ghost in these killing fields. Hail Mary, catch me if I go. Let's go deep inside. The solitary mind of a madman who screams in the dark. Evil lurks. Enemies see me flee. Activate my hate. Let it break to the flame. Set trip. Empty up my clip. Never stop to aim. Some say the game is all corrupted. I can't read the next part. Just skip it. It's just as well, Hail Mary. Come with me, Hail Mary. Run quick, see? What do we have here? Now, do you want to ride or die? La-da-da-da, la 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 Come with me, Hail Mary. Run quick, see? What do we have here? Now, do you want to ride or die? la da 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 la la-la-la-la-la-la. Penitentiary's packed with promise makes. Never realize precious time, the... Is wasting, institutionalized, I live my life a product made to crumble, but too hardened for a smile, we're too crazy to be humble, we ballin'. Oh, there's another page. There's, there's two more pages. There's, there's three pages of this, so I can't
4: take
7: it I had to edit myself.
2: <laughs> Anyhow. Oh, my God. That's who the twins are going to sign in free agency, according to MLBTradeDruppers.com.
7: I'm a mad bumming. I'm not Why? scumming. Why? Oda Rizzi no. coming back. Don't Will Smith in the sack. Oh <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Howie no, Kendrick no, all the way at you second base, up. you say? <laughs> That's all I got.
2: Oh do <laughs> we just get Judd freestyling? Yes. Yes. <laughs> not freestyling. <laughs> Quarterback cesspool <laughs> challenge. Oh, my
4: God. Next.
3: It's hard being a quarterback in the NFL. We couldn't complete a pass. We sucked. Each week, Mackie, Judd, and Rami look for the worst of the worst quarterback performances. The interceptions.
4: Intercepted! What is going on
3: tonight? The strip sacks. And the ball's out again! And the Bills recovered again! The ineptitude.
6: I mean, it's absolutely pitiful.
3: It's the Quarterback Cesspool Challenge on Score
6: North.
4: And that's the fifth interception today.
2: It's been very fruitful. I feel like going into the season, there was a lot of good veteran quarterbacks, a lot of of good, solid, reliable Matt Ryan types in there, and then a great crop of young quarterbacks. And through injuries and disappointments like Baker Mayfield and Rami's guy, Mitch Trubisky, it's just been a glorious cesspool In 2019, gentlemen. Just had to name Mitch by name, didn't you? But Mitch Trubisky, by the way, who now is a bad
5: quarterback. Turn those TVs off.
2: Here's how we're going to solve the outside noise thing. How are we going to do it? I'm just going to turn all the TVs off and be a 300-yard passer. Tune out the negative energy. That's
5: all Mitch is saying. Tune out himself. It's a very zen philosophy. Just tune out the negative energy.
2: How about just complete a pass?
5: How about to your left? Just leave me alone.
2: How about just just, uh, maybe settle your feet before you throw a pass once? Mr. Tap Dancer. So, here's the results from last week. Jonathan Harrison was just a ninja picking terrible quarterbacks all season long. Until last week, when he fired his Jameis Winston bullet. And uh, let's just say that Jonathan wasn't exactly eating those W's in the (laughs) quarterback cesspool challenge last week. Jameis Winston put up a 76.4 QBR, which is one of the four the highest Seahawks. QBR totals we've had all season. Yeah, Seahawks defense, not that good. In Seattle. Yeah, Jameis Winston. Is. Lighten it up. So, uh, Jonathan, you were the loser this week. Second uh, second place, or second worst, I guess. I picked Matt Moore. And Matt Moore uh, with a 56.3 QBR on a 1 to 100 scale, which means for the ninth consecutive week, I neither lost nor won. I'm the only one who hasn't <laughs> lost or won all year. Just right there in the He's middle. Picking middle-of-the-road quarterbacks. We S-
0: milk toast.
2: I am. I know.
0: <laughs> We've all lost three times,
7: except for Phil.
2: Yep. So, uh, wow. Wait, I have three losses? Yeah. You
5: do? I have three penalties? I think
7: you only have one win, Rami. Yep. Trevor Jonathan's Simeon. got one, two, three, four, I have five. five wins. Rami
2: has one win, but it's the best slash worst quarterback performance. There's a 0. .13. It
7: got, he came he, out early. he broke hey. his ankle. Yeah.
5: Regardless of
2: the reason. No.
5: I picked the
0: guy. No, no, no. no. I picked the I'm guy. I'm with Jonathan on this. You he was to terrible. He qualify on the QB rankings. I had to he does, go to I the won. unqualified section to find I him.
7: lost on Trubisky because if the dummy hadn't hurt his shoulder, I never would have lost that week. You know, now you're jumping on him for hurting his shoulder? Yeah. yeah. Far, far would have played.
2: Yeah. Yeah, far would have stayed so in know. and
7: taken the bad QBR
2: yeah. for me. But uh Remy, I mean, you uh you picked Dwayne Haskins, which was a great pick. You think Dwayne Haskins is making a start. It wasn't a train wreck. On a one to one hundred scale, it was a forty eight point eight QBR, so he was almost exactly an average performer. So I finished in second place? You finished second place to Judd Zolgad, who picked up his third victory wow. of the season. Wow. It wasn't
3: a horrific performance by a quarterback but someone had to win the cesspool challenge this week. Down and four, here comes Allen. Pocket is there. Now they come from both sides, and he wins it downfield. He had pressure from Richardson. He didn't even throw an interception. But nonetheless, Brandon Allen's 37.2 QBR makes Judd this week's QB cesspool challenge winner.
7: Thank you. Thank you very much. I feel like Big speech, speech. I feel like Big Voice guy didn't speech. really celebrate my. He wasn't vi- that impressed with you. No, he's like Guys, somebody had
0: to win. This was our worst week picking quarterbacks. On average, or we averaged a fifty-four point seven. Yeah. So who weird. was the worst?
2: Actually, that's I will a give great you question. Three
0: guesses, and you will never guess. it.
2: Jonathan told me who it was right, so I'm out. But I'm not going to get it. Well, then that's a strong hint. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Yeah. Really. Aaron Rodgers with the lowest QBR in the league oh, last week. Oh
4: man! At thirteen
2: point one, man.
7: Can you imagine Amazing. how how
2: <clears throat>
7: much intestinal fortitude you would have had to have to go with that pick? And then if you won, oh, but great. If you won, you get a gloat for the rest of history. Yeah,
2: yeah I mean, at some Absolutely. Point, right? At some point, though, because we can only pick each quarterback once as we keep going here. Somebody you're gonna have to dip into end up the bag, exactly. Aaron Rodgers. But
5: that was probably the one bullet that you can fire from the Aaron Rodgers gun, isn't it? How many games like that is he oh, going to have he's be, the yeah, worst quarterback the, in the league?
7: It's not. But the weird thing about it's a hell this year pick that one. Is, is it's easier to get around having to pick a pretty good quarterback because you've had so many guys get hurt or get benched. So there's this just new crop of crap every week. Yeah. <laughs> crop of crap.
2: <laughs> yes, that is a great way to describe the quarterback cesspool challenge. So here's how it works. We've been stockpiling punishments, and we will start firing these off, we promise, in the month of November. Uh, we've got punishments on the table, like Jonathan. Um, no, let's let's go with this one. Like Rami has to go to a uh, high school musical. I that's thought gonna we, already decided some point. we were deciding. We're going to do
5: that. Yep, when? that's on the list. I want to start serving some of these. I don't want Ooh. them to pile up. Or has I to keep saying uh, this every week. Go
7: spend a day up. in the uh, bathroom, perhaps not being allowed the whole to
2: day. No. You just never know. No, that's cruel and unusual punishment. Uh, Jonathan running a lap around a track in a corndog suit is in play, and we'll take any suggestions from anyone out there who wants to tweet at us. Just add Phil Mackey, add Jay Zolgad, and that <laughs> Rami is tweeting. <laughs> any and all punishments are very much welcome. So let's fire up this music here, Jonathan, because we got to make our picks for this week's quarterback accessible challenge. Reverse order of standing. So Jonathan will pick first. Mm. I will pick second. Rami third. Judd picks fourth. And remember, we all have to pick different quarterbacks. We can only pick each quarterback once the whole season, and the measurement is QBR, ESPN's QBR, a one to one hundred scale. Jonathan Harrison,
0: I'm going to go with the rookie getting his first ever start in the NFL, replacing Andy Dalton. Damn yeah. This week will be Ryan Finley. It was an um, obvi- obvious pick.
5: Yeah, damn yeah! yeah. I saw his The
0: Bengals going against the Baltimore Ravens that just held Tom Brady to a sub fifty QBR.
5: Daniel's straight Ryan to hell. Finley.
0: I saw it coming My from guy. a mile away. Okay,
2: what, uh, what's his background? Where did he go to college?
0: Boise State and North Carolina State.
2: So he wasn't good enough to start at Boise State? Uh, let me see. No, that's okay. I don't remember. Did he, re- <laughs> did
5: he replace Trubisky? I don't care enough. That's all right. He didn't
7: replace Trubisky by chance.
5: No, North Carolina State. Trubisky went to North Carolina. He's a Tar Heel. Oh, I thought he was an
2: uh, NC Stater. No, it doesn't matter. He's, He'll be a grad assistant
5: there yeah, soon, he's, probably. He's, he might as well go back and get some reps at NC State. <laughs> at least he's not making $28 million.
7: Well, it can't hurt me. It's Kirk Cousins. I don't
2: care. <laughs> yeah, Rami throws a knife and just bounces off Judd. It's like, whatever. It doesn't matter, man. Uh, all right. I'm a stone-cold,
7: hardcore rapper
2: That's now. true. I forgot about that. Cold-blooded. I'm going to fire my Baker Mayfield bullet this week. Oh. Haven't picked Baker Mayfield all year. He's garbage. He throws a ton of interceptions. And he's facing the Buffalo Bills. It's a home game for Cleveland, but I just think Baker Mayfield's so bad. And uh I'm looking for my first win or loss. Or loss,
7: yeah. You're just it's no fun
5: with you so far yeah. this year.
2: So Baker Mayfield is my pick. All right. Uh give me Josh
5: Allen. Buffalo Bills. Ooh. He's due for a stinker. I mean he hasn't been that great all season, but he's due for a really bad game. And that Browns team actually gets after quarterbacks a little bit. Going with Josh Allen.
7: I have not taken him yet, but I will uh, seize this opportunity to take him because he's playing, He's playing. I guess, what technically is a home game for the Jets. Giants pass defense, actually. I looked it up today. Not bad. Sam Darnold. I'm going to fire my Sam Darnold bullet. I thought about it. I uh, Because it was either Darnold or Daniel Jones, and those two teams were both so crappy and quarterbacks are bad, so... I'll go darn it.
5: There it is. I love getting a peek at Judd's notebook over stupid, meaningless things like the quarterback says pool challenge. I've spent
7: re- there's there's research. So I much,
2: there's so much ink and highlighter on that thing. There
7: was like, research put into this today.
2: <laughs> it just says all work, no play <laughs> makes Judd a dull boy.
7: Yeah.
2: <laughs> 10,000 pages. <laughs>
7: hey, once you start a rapid career like I did Red earlier, rub.
5: yeah, so I want then, to see your lyric book. That's funny. what I'm interested in. What's the next thing uh-uh. he has to do? No. <laughs> Judge just threw up gang signs at me, I think. You better watch out. I think just threw up some gang signs. You, I feel threatened in you, the workplace. You know what I am?
7: I am a uh, member of the Bunnies gang. <laughs> the Bunnies gang. Yeah, we sit in our barstools and, we, up. and we, um, oh, we're scary. Man. What's the sign for ordering a claw at Bunnies? I don't know because we What's don't that? order claws okay. in my gang. Oh, okay. My gang doesn't do claws.
2: I think my favorite Jud freestyle is when we just fire up NFL music and he freestyles to that. So uh, since since you've been rapping on the show today, So, you want me to fire up
7: something? I, I mean, I just I Love can't him to freestyle. Yeah, you freestyled before. Come on, Jed. I got nothing for you. <laughs> oh, now, now he has he's nothing. scared. Contract us up. <laughs> no, because I can't freestyle to that that well because it doesn't really have. It, it's got more the the big voice type of tune. Yeah, it's like the watch Kirk Cousins throw six interceptions. But there's not really a freestyle to, to that. Like, for instance, the Hockey Net in Canada song, that's good for freestyle. Oh. That's more that of my... Line. I don't know that there's a good... The a wild, the... Wild, they play tonight. It's a wild minute. They're really bad. They're gonna lose to San Jose. Probably five to nothing. Alex Daylock exactly. in goal. Devin Doomick gets traded. Just go with that. Eric Stall's so on right. the way out of town. See, that's got a good that's got a good vibe to it.
2: Oh my god. Rami's just grabbed his face. Sorry, oh. listeners. Oh Rami's
7: going back to Milwaukee right after oh, the show.
2: <laughs> wow. We'll, we'll rap with Roycey, but not but not that kind when we come back.
4: The other kind. I think we
2: should. I would like to hear Roycey rap.
4: Him oh, and Judd together.
2: Man. Oh man. Maybe he could be the fresh prince to Jazzy Judd. You know, I think you can find fresh prince episodes. We can uh, we can go back and find them on this TCL TV. Got a bunch of streaming channels. You can just go into the uh, built-in Roku device, do a search for DJ Jazzy Jeff and find all the episodes. (laughs) Judd can rap along to Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff on these TCL TVs. TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand. And you'll find out why if you go into any major local retailer in the Twin Cities and just do a comparison. Compare the TCL TV picture quality, the connected options, and just the ease of of toggling around the menu. It's just super easy to go back and forth between your cable channels or your satellite channels and all the streaming options. There's a lot of cord cutters that are making the jump to a TCL TV, and we love it when the listeners of Mackie and Rami tweet us photos or send us photos uh, via email of their TCL setups in their living room, their entertainment center. So keep sending those in. We love them. TCL loves to see those too. America's fastest growing TV brand, TCL.
0: Score North download time. Jonathan here with this hour's download. Listen to Score North with Amazon Alexa. Just say Alexa, open Score North, and you'll hear the soothing sounds of Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd with Rami, and much, much more. Just say Alexa, open Score North. Delvin Cook addressed the media yesterday. He was asked about running back value in light of Ezekiel Elliott's massive contract he got in the offseason and him coming up on his own contract year next season. Here's what he had to say about running back value.
3: Running backs are valuable. We take a lot of beating, we pass, pro. Everybody
8: wants us when we got the ball. And it's like, that's almost every play. It's a physical position, and you know, for guys to get rewarded. For how physical, how much they get their body ready each and every week to go take that pounding. You know, guys getting rewarded for that. So, you know, the running back value kind of went down. But,
2: you know, I think we just as valuable as any position.
0: That's been your Score our download. Now for the final segment of the day of Mackie and Judd with Rami.
2: All right, thank you, Jonathan. Let's, uh, let's wrap with Royce here. Pat, we're going to throw this out at you. We did this about 45 minutes ago, and we want to get your thoughts on it, too. MLB Trade Rumors has gone all in already here with their top 50 free agent list and who all these guys are going to sign with and how much money. So it's really reckless
3: speculation.
6: <laughs> it's
2: aggressive reckless speculation. Madison, Is
6: Garrett Cole going to uh, San Diego or the Angels? A Angels. The Angels. Angels. How
2: about yeah. Strasburg? Back to the Nationals. Really? Okay. And Madison Bumgarner to the Twins, four years, seventy-two million dollars. Uh,
6: I guess I'd do it. You know, I don't know. I guess I'd do it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to get over that. That's high. That's that's probably why I'd ask him to to give me a buyout in the fourth year, like for five or something like that, I would think, you know, if he can't, if he can't get it to the finish line, maybe something like that, but I'd probably give him three years, 54 and then another 18. If, uh, and a five million $5 million buyout, maybe something like that. I'd take him.
7: And then, Phil, you also said Will Smith yes. to the Twins as well at what type of contract?
2: It would be uh, according to MLB trade rumors if they did this, it would be 3 years, 42 million for Will Smith.
6: No, they're not doing that. They're not they don't feel that bad about their bullpen. They're, they they don't they don't have any they don't have big concerns about their bullpen. They got to worry about signing the lefty they already got when the time comes rather than Will Smith that ain't happening. That's not happening. I, I don't think, you know, whether I'd go for it. I, a, I wouldn't do it because I think their bullpen is going to be fine. And B, uh, I I don't think they would spend that kind of money plugging a hole that does not exist.
5: How about Howie Kendricks, two years, $12 million?
6: No. Goodbye. We don't need him. <laughs> Twins don't need him. Twins don't need another hitter. They got plenty of hitters. That's that's uh, that's not a problem. They, uh, I would not do that. No, they're going to have to decide what to do at first base, I guess, because uh, I don't know. We don't. Uh, what what's the Krohn situation? Is he a free agent or do they got an option? There's, a, what's, there's what's an what's option, team,
2: right? Is team control, right? We're, I think within the next month or so. I, I, oh, was that a two year deal? I think it's a tender situation. I think they can. Okay, I, I that makes it, sense. I think he's still under team control. Oh, I'll find it.
6: Oh, really? I, I I would think he would have... Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe he doesn't have that much time. Maybe he's only got five years. Yeah, you, you know, because he was an up-and-down guy for a long time with the uh, Angels. So maybe, you know, I had... Now that you think about it, I guess he was enlisted among the free agents, so... That's a that's I, I don't think they'll bring him back, but uh, but no, Howie Kendrick. I, you know, thank uh, you, thanks for your service to the Nationals, but is, you're filling another need you don't have.
4: Uh,
2: by the way, breaking Twins news here: uh, this just announced Mitch Garver named the Silver Slugger Award winner at catcher. Major wow. League
6: Baseball just came out which. Generally speaking, the silver slugger catcher winner plays more than half the time, too, doesn't he? What did he end up having? Three, did he get 350 at-bats, maybe? Yeah, it wasn't a lot more than that, right? No, he, well, a- he averaged a home run, every 10 at-bats. So, yeah, good for him. Man, I've never I, – I think I might have said it a couple times this year, when you'll write down the shockers of Twins' 59 history, he's in the top five. For one year, I mean, it's it's unbelievable what what he what he did. He did cool off a little in September, but uh, he he had a right to after the season he had. So uh, I, it's going to be interesting if they. Uh, I think they like the system, and I think they realize he's a mediocre catcher. But they're going to have to uh, have him start at least a hundred games next year. I, I got to think the the backup's gonna have to be a well used backup, but much more of a backup than Cass was for most of the season.
5: I know Wetmore threw out there pretty pretty soon after the season was over to go get Yasmani Grundal and continue <coughs> to split the load at catcher between uh, those two yeah, guys.
6: Okay, that's good. Yeah, let's go spend, let's have the twins go spend tens of millions on a uh, on a backup on a second catcher. That's uh, you know, Wetmore he's such a gentleman. And he looks so neat every day. You don't realize that he goes home and smokes pot on. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
6: that's the key, Pat. That's Allegedly. the key, right? Allegedly, that's right. You'd never guess that. Uh, that, 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 that he must have. Uh, he must have had a quick hit before he came in and told you they're going to get grand all. That ain't happening.
7: Hey, Roycey, it's sold
6: out. We finally did it. It just announced golfers Penn State well, sold out. Well, I think people looked at the weather forecast and it's 42 and they said, okay, we can tolerate that. By the way, yeah. I've said this before, if they were playing in the dome like they should be, they should have never built that dump on campus. Uh, if, Of course, the Vikings wouldn't have any place to play for two years if they hadn't. But uh, they would have uh, 65,000 people on uh, on Saturday if it was being played indoors. I don't think it's a lack of interest. I think we don't like cold-weather football. I think that's the biggest problem.
2: It's entirely possible.
6: Bunch of yep. pansies. We've well, gotten, I mean, so gotten soft 70s. since the 70s. Not
7: the World War Two vets who, who used to take their flask to Met Stadium and <laughs> <laughs> wear snowmobile yeah, suits. They
6: just, and if they, had to, if they had to go potty, they just did it right in their snowmobile suit and didn't yeah. give a damn, you know. So. Well warm you yeah. up. It worked. Yeah, at least drink one a of your legs are warm up. And I think I did that a couple times. And, and go get it, so... uh yeah, I think it's I, – I don't think the fact that uh, it's taken this long and so many ticket bargains are selling out has much to do with there – is, there is a lot of interest in this game. It's just there's not a lot of interest in sitting in that, that cold stadium, especially if you end up on the shady side of it for uh, most of the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and students just don't care about sports like they used to. They're their own teams—that's that's another thing that hurts because they've got go <H2> over there. Those guys that go over the dome and Boo Mason—they don't. We'll they take don't the try. damn goal. We'll take the
2: damn goalpost out, or, or was it the Iowa <laughs> that was fans? Iowa—they turned on that, squeak, done it too.
7: that squeaking noise that they turned on. It was the worst thing they. They thought that the squeaking noise oh, would yeah. stop the fans, and it was this high-pitched, and they wouldn't turn the stupid thing off. Well, uh, <laughs> like a hey, fire alarm? Rami, do you know
6: that, yeah. Rami, that you know that in, our, in the Gophers' glorious Metrodome days, they A, had the opposing team tear down the goalposts, and B... They had a fifteen-yard penalty called on a visiting opponent for making too much crowd noise. Back when they were having those crowd noise. Things.
7: What? So, Who? What, what team was that?
6: I think that was the Iowa. Was team. that Iowa two? Man, yeah. and they were always. Drunk. They, they wouldn't remember when they would, both the NFL and the college football were into that. Yes, uh, you pedal- had to let the team call their plays, and the NFL had about three years of that, and they'd be threatening the crowd. Uh, I I think it was Iowa that got a 15-yard penalty in the Metrodome for not letting the Gophers call their place. That's insanity.
7: <laughs> Where, yeah. Why did they think of that? Like, how? Why, why would you penalize crowds? Now that I think about it, how goofy is that?
6: I don't know. Well, part of it also was the you know the Vikings and everybody else with adult pumping noise. In.
7: Oh yeah, they pump noise and constantly. Pat, you there? I think we lost Pat. I think it's pulling that out. I Mitch, think we. Uh,
2: Mitch
6: Garver. We three, get,
2: we'll tell Pat. We'll talk to him tomorrow if he calls it back.
7: Mitch Garver, three hundred eleven at bats, three hundred fifty nine plate appearances in two
2: thousand nineteen. Yeah. Um, so was Wetmore floating out All as a? What was the context? Because uh, I, because I actually and had he put the bud down before
5: he floated this up. Uh, he wasn't smoking at the time. Okay, I cannot confirm nor deny that he was smoking before the show. But he was saying Grandal in a platoon situation with Mitch Garver. But here's Wait. the
2: but here's the thing: you're, Mitch Garver will not be catching 120 games next year. Jason Castro is a free agent too. Right, correct. So you're you're looking for a second catcher of some kind, and Mitch Garver can play some first base and corner outfield. Are they going to do that though? Do uh, which part of it? Well. I could see them is signing Mitch a Garver legitimate going to play, second catcher. Is
7: Mitch Garver going to play some first base? Because I was surprised that he, he... Two years ago, he played some outfield, and if I'm not mistaken, yeah. some first base. And then last year, I thought, oh, okay, he'll just play some first base again. Not outfield, but just some first base. And he never did.
2: Yeah, so Grandall caught... Geez, Grandall caught 100... He started 124 games at catcher for the Brewers last year, and he played a few games at first base, too. I think the working... So... Where I, I don't know if I agree with the grand all thing, but I they are going to go after a legitimate second catcher because I don't think yeah. they're going to all of a sudden just say, well, "All right, Garvey, you're going to." They want him go to catch hit... 130 games, right? That ain't going to happen. So if you could, this is we don't know what they're going to do with C.J. Crone with Miguel Sano. I think they love flexibility, so we'll see. This will be this this offseason is going to be fun, one way or the other. They're going to uh, they're going to be fun to follow the next couple months. The winter meetings are one month away, gentlemen. Cool. So, who Hopefully cares? Something guys, who cares? Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. I'm still in hope mode, I guess. I want, We're not just speculating, twins, just... and
7: that's all that's going to happen. Until, well, until we're proven wrong, yeah. what's going to happen? A whole lot of nothing. There's, There's a the lawsuit guys out there, man. There's a
5: lawsuit happening. That's something. Well, not a lawsuit, but a grievance filed by MLBPA. Oh, about the collusion. The
7: Braves, com- um, yeah. Anthopoulos' comments. Yeah. Yeah, he apologized and walked them back. They'll forget about oh, that. Oh, well, then
5: it didn't happen. Yeah, there was fine. no. If he apologized for it, there was no collusion. Judd, you want to wrap us out of the show? No,
4: no,
7: I'm done for rapping. My contract says raps? <laughs> no, just are you retiring, DJ
5: Jazzy Judd Already? No, just oh, okay. Just for
7: today. I'll be back tomorrow. Here's the gang signs again. I just flashed a couple. Something. I don't know what that was.
5: I don't want any problems, man. Easy. I don't want any. The Bunny's right? gang coming to get you. Okay.
2: Easy. You know I
5: was wearing the wrong. Colors. Hey, Rami, sleep with one eye open.
2: Mackie and Jellarami Rummy podcast. Apple, Spotify, Score North app. See you tomorrow.
1: whether it's baker's simple truth turkey or mac and cheese with murray's english cheddar or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays and baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories bakers fresh for everyone
2: get more ways to save at the buy five or more save one dollar each sale